Welcome to Navigate the Day, a podcast where I share my personal journey of Stoic journaling. For 365 days, I will be exploring the teachings of Stoicism and how they can be applied to my daily life. This podcast is for anyone looking to find peace, happiness, and fulfillment in their lives. Join me on this journey as I navigate the ups and downs of life and strive to live with purpose and wisdom. Hello, friend, and welcome to Navigate the Day. It is January 28th, 2024. We are currently in the month of clarity, and that falls under the discipline of perception. Our episode for today is 369, a little better every day. With that, I'll go ahead and read a quote that is relevant for that theme. I will keep constant watch over myself and, most usefully, will put each day up for review. For this is what makes us evil, that none of us looks back upon our own lives. We reflect upon only that which we are about to do, and yet, Our plans for the future descend from the past. Seneca, Moral Letters, 83.2 In this passage from Seneca's Moral Letters, the philosopher emphasizes the importance of self-awareness, reflection, and reviewing one's actions. Constant Self-Watch Seneca starts by expressing the commitment to keeping a constant watch over oneself. This implies an ongoing awareness of one's thoughts, actions, and motivations. The practice of putting each day up for review is highlighted. This involves reflecting on the events, choices, and behaviors of the day. Regular reflection is seen as a valuable habit. Seneca suggests that a failure to look back upon our own lives is what makes us evil. In this context, evil might be understood as unexamined, unconscious living. It's a critique of individuals who act without reflecting on the moral implications of their actions. Seneca points out that our plans for the future are in essence influenced by our past. By not reflecting on the past, one might be unaware of the patterns, habits, and mistakes that could impact future decisions. The overarching idea is that self-awareness and reflection on past actions are crucial for moral and professional development. It's a call to break the cycle of mindlessly moving from one action to the next without considering the broader context of one's life. In essence, being a little bit better every day. This Stoic practice aligns with the philosophy's emphasis on mindfulness, self-examination, and the pursuit of wisdom. So with all of that being said, I'll go ahead and share some of my thoughts from this week. There aren't really any bad habits that I'm managing to curb right now, or actively even trying to. I can't seem to curb being negative and spiraling about my relationship ending, when that very behavior 
is part of what caused it to end in the first place. Sure, I know I'm not fully at fault for it coming to an end, yet I'm finding myself crying and wallowing in regret and misery most days for the role I played in it ending, and for it ending on such awful terms. This is preventing myself from moving forward, learning lessons from the heartbreak, or growing as an individual and getting back to living. I miss her dearly and still haven't fully accepted the new reality I face, which is hurting me more and more. I cannot ignore or avoid the feelings of loss and hopeful hopelessness. I'm still complaining to this day. It feels like after over a year of journaling on stoic principles, I still don't embrace or utilize them properly. What I think bothers me the most is I'm beginning to think I'm comfortable with most of my remaining poor habits. I mean, I only have so many left. The main one that stands out that's physical and affects my daily life would be smoking both tobacco and THC. Health-wise, I figure my addiction to nicotine is much worse than the THC that I consume. Though it's important to point out that that could be a bias from having a professional role within the cannabis industry and having a history of medical use for my chronic migraines. The problems with both are the costs associated with them. Time, money, and energy are all wasted in the process of keeping up with these daily hourly, and at times minute-by-minute cravings and bad habits that I've formed. It definitely wouldn't hurt to work on curbing these, as they have caused friction in my personal and professional lives almost equally. There are still external factors that I prize and hold a little too highly, so much so that when they are gone, I become lost and emotionally overwhelmed. This, of course, is my own fault for placing such a high value on things that ultimately are outside of my control. Regrettably, I still struggle to let go of my fears of uncertainty and loss. Worse than that, some of my fears have even been realized, and I'm feeling broken as a result. The amount and kind of change I've had the displeasure of of experiencing throughout the last half a year was unexpected and unwelcomed. Further, I was ill-prepared to handle this kind of drastic and damaging change. Months have come and went, and I'm still dwelling on and crying over the heartbreak and loneliness. The one thing I think I've learned from this is that I was much deeper in love than I led myself or her to believe, or that I was even capable of that intense of love or devotion. Previously, I would have said I was unable to feel that way about someone, nor would I have seen such a clear and long-term monogamous relationship with marriage in the horizon before being with her. Sunflower showed me how to love life again through new perspectives, and I took all of it for granted. I could have done more to create the space and safety she needed to express her emotions and feelings. Had I made her feel like she could share her whole self, I may still have the privilege of knowing her on that level. Instead of feeling abandoned because she found other people to turn to, and feeling alone 
on my own, despite having people around me on a regular basis. I lost more than just a romantic partner when Sunflower left me. I'm still learning how to manage the pain and feeling of emptiness. She was my best friend, my confidant. Basically, she became my whole world. Still, the relationship came to a disastrous end. To this day, I can't exactly figure out where everything went so wrong between us. This leaves me spending most days without a specific constructive mantra on mind. More often than not, I instead have repeating negative thoughts that no doubt continue to damage my psyche. Rather than finding the strength and resilience to face life's challenges, I find myself avoiding conflict and seeking comfort at all costs. I fooled myself into thinking that my mindset and ability to persist and resist during hardships was strong enough to handle whatever life threw at me. Clearly, I was incorrect in my assumptions. Once the new year began, my focus and attention on study, practice, and training dropped dramatically. I already had the idea that this project was doing more harm than good, especially when it came to my relationship, and now I've allowed that line of thinking to justify my slowing down, coming to almost a complete halt, and not taking self-improvement as seriously as I once was. It would seem that I'm phoning it in recently, barely doing the minimum required to make it through the day, let alone creating goals or plans for my future. To be quite honest, the study and education that I have chased over the years hasn't culminated in a life or worldview for myself that I can be proud to call my own, and I'm not very happy with this realization or result. To quote Marcus Aurelius, Take a good hard look at people's ruling principle, especially of the wise, what they run away from and what they seek out. End quote. In that passage from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, the Stoic philosopher encourages a reflective examination of the guiding or ruling principles that govern people's lives, with a particular emphasis on those who are considered wise. The instruction is to observe what individuals, especially those deemed wise, avoid and what they actively pursue. This advice aligns with Stoic philosophy, which emphasizes self-awareness, examination, and the cultivation of virtue. By closely observing the actions and choices of these knowledgeable individuals, one can gain insights into the values and principles that guide a virtuous life. The Stoics believed that understanding and aligning with these principles contribute the Stoics believed that understanding and that aligning with these principles contribute to a life of wisdom, resilience, and moral integrity. Reflecting on my life, I recognize that I have unintentionally measured myself against inappropriate standards. The goodness or badness of these standards is irrelevant. The critical issue is that they have led to a life of dissatisfaction. While it's true that I might not have made sufficient efforts to internalize the information I was receiving and adjust my course when necessary, I've gone through these meditation 
meditations, and journaling prompts for over a year now, and feel even less confident this time around. How this project has affected my close relationships is a red flag. But the thing that scares me the most is the only constant in the situation has been me, meaning that I need to sort myself out and figure out where I've been falling short. More importantly, I need to find solutions to the problems in my life that keep showing up in the form of negative thought patterns, catering to outside noises and voices, or impulsively reacting to stimuli in destructive ways. Finances took a lot of my focus away from more important matters in 2023, and I regret a lot of the choices I made over the course of the year. My media consumption was ultimately reduced to personal finance, self-improvement, motivation, or business-related content exclusively. I took most leisure away from my life. Then, when Sunflower and I separated with the label of being on a break, I let go of my grip and worries around accumulating money. I realized how much I was sacrificing in the present trying to create a future free of financial burdens. Regrettably, I think being so critical of my spending money caused both Sunflower and myself to burn out from the pressure I was putting on the both of us before understanding this truth. Listening to so many voices that put emphasis on money over all else led to me neglecting more long-term forms of happiness, losing sight of how abundant my life really was. When all was said and done, I didn't do a well enough job of keeping my finances in check either. Now I'm left picking up the pieces after overspending, likely due to my distressed emotional state. No longer do I have this drive toward making more money. I feel terrible knowing that I very well am the reason my relationship came to an end, and that this is how I ended up learning this harsh lesson, that money doesn't matter to me when I don't have the person in my life I want to share it with in the first place. All I can really do is take a look at what I've done and try to be better today and tomorrow so that my future will look brighter. On that note, I'm going to wrap things up for this episode so that I can try to do a better job of living. I'm eager to learn more about myself and others as well as develop new or unused skills along the way. It is in my hopes that I get more opportunities and time to show my gratitude and appreciation to those I love, including those who seek ill for me. I need to remain patient as I progress, remembering that all things in life take time. I enjoy journaling as it helps me to reflect daily, and everyone should try it for a while at least. I feel good about getting these thoughts out, even when it is difficult or feels unhelpful. So thank you for taking the time to listen to me ramble. Stay safe, and until next time, I wish you the best, and know you can handle the worst. Peace and love, friend.